Welcome everyone to the Top Diz. I'm your host Ty and today I am going to talk about top land within each Disney World park. And you may be saying, what is a land within Disney World park? But what's a top land in each Disney World park? Well, you know, in Animal Kingdom, in Hollywood Studios, in Epcot, in Magic Kingdom, there are different areas of each one of those parks. And they call those areas lands uh, when people are talking about Disney and Disney parks and each one of these Disney parks has different lands within it. And so today I was going to talk about my favorite top lands within each park. And so hopefully you'll take some stuff from this or if you can only go to a park for a certain amount of time, you'll know what my favorite land is in each park and maybe that'll help steer you uh, in a place to go uh, if you're if you don't have time or want to go see certain things. So I'm going to go over the top lands within each Disney park uh, with you all today. I'm excited for you guys to be here. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to talk about Animal Kingdom first. And within Animal Kingdom, the lands that exist within Animal Kingdom are, are Asia, Pandora, the world of Avatar, Africa, Discovery Island, Dinoland USA, in Rafiki's Planet Watch in the Oasis. So quite a few lands within Animal Kingdom. They all have great and amazing things. And I'm gonna do more podcasts in the future that kind of rank lands within each park. But today it's just, just the top land in each park. So in Animal Kingdom, out of all of those, out of Asia, Pandora, Africa, Discovery Island, Dinoland USA, Rafiki's Planet Watch, and Oasis, I am picking my favorite land and this was tough this was really hard for me because one of these areas that i didn't choose has some of my favorite meals and some of my favorite rides but i am picking africa as my favorite animal kingdom land and africa to me is animal kingdom and it is it's amazing the theming that they did within africa is fantastic and if you're a Disney fan, if you're not a Disney fan, there's a there's an Imagineer named Joe Rohde who's retired now, and he's actually employed with SpaceX. Uh, however, he's the one who de- designed Animal Kingdom, and this area is just phenomenal. It, it is like modern, rural, African town, and it's it's amazing. It's, a, it's the largest area within Animal Kingdom, and this is probably why I've chose it. It's just very inviting, the aesthetics and... Uh, Imagineering is just fantastic in this area. You kind of come along this area called the Harambe Market that has lots of different places to eat. There's just a vibe going on. There's always a like street party um, happening uh, in the park in this area usually. I mean, at least during the middle afternoon and daytime. I mean, there's there's drummers sometimes and they're doing African drums and it's it's amazing to get to see and to be a part of. And then there's uh, there's uh, you know dancers and acrobats uh, that that have time within these areas. There's places where kids can play with their own drums. It's just it's just a fantastic area in the Harambe Market area. It's uh, actually an area where you can get lots of different food items. You can uh, there are lots of different carts. There's uh, this place called Tamu Tamu where you can actually get Dole Whip. It's just a great area where you can get quick service food. Uh, sit down, enjoy people walking in and out of the Harambe Market, seeing street party drummers, like I said, dancers, just people engaging with different activities. It's just a really great place as you come around, come into Harambe Market there 
in Africa. So when I talk about Africa and the Animal Kingdom, as, as you come into Disney's Animal Kingdom, the first part you actually come to, the land you come to, is an oasis. And it's a small land with some animals and some different things that people usually, usually don't even stop to enjoy. But if you go through the oasis, you kind of come into Discovery Island where the giant tree is in Animal Kingdom. And you, you basically veer toward the left to go to Africa. And then you hit, you come to Africa over, over a bridge. And, and then when you're in Africa, there's so many things. So you've got that Harambe market that you generally enter through um, the Africa world. Granted, if if you see a Rambe Market and you kind of take a left um, instead of going into Rambe Market, that's where the Festival of the Lion King is, which is probably my favorite show um, experience within Walt Disney World. It's just a great uh, like Broadway type show, basically, of the Lion King, and it is fantastic. And they engage the people uh, that are in that are visiting and watching this show. If you like Lion King, it's a definite must-do. It's They sing all the great songs. Your kids are going to love it. Some get to participate in the fun if you get to sit up close. So Festival of Lion King is right there on the left as you come upon Africa, and it's, it's phenomenal. Other stuff in Africa there in Animal Kingdom is uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris. I mean, this, if you've listened to my podcast in the past, this is a must-do in Animal Kingdom. It's It's the best thing to see the animals it's amazing right it's a i don't know how long it's an average of like a 20 minute safari ride where you ride in this big truck type thing with multiple different rows and it varies every time you go right the safari you get to see all kinds of animals from lions to elephants to warthogs and it's just animals that you never see on a day-to-day basis, and most zoos don't even carry some of these things, or they may not have all of these animals that you get to see, and it's just a amazing way to get to see them, and, and Disney just does it right, because these are animals that uh, they are helping and trying to make sure that they continue to thrive, or they've taken in um, as a sanctuary type thing, and it's just awesome. The Kilimanjaro Safaris is, is must do an animal kingdom. It's amazing. I imagine it's very similar to a safari you would go into in Africa, uh, for real. You know, it, it's probably much shorter, but it, it. I think that they probably are very similar um, to the type experiences. Granted, it's shorter and all the animals are kind of there for you, but it's awesome. Highly recommend it. And then when you come off of Kilimanjaro Safaris, there's a Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail. This is more like a typical zoo type attraction where you walk through and you see these animals that, for Disney purposes, where they're rehabilitating or they've taken in. And it's just awesome. It's awesome to see these animals and the gorillas there are fantastic. Highly recommend you taking the time to do that. It's a nice relaxing area. And Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail is there in Africa. And it's, it's great. So talking about food, I already talked about the Harambe Market. There's quick service there. There's Dawa Bar, which is a bar that serves different types of drinks and those types of things. But there's also Tusker House, which is a character meal uh, there in Animal Kingdom. So you get Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy. So those are the characters you get to see. If those are who you want to see, that's a good place to see them. It is... A great meal uh, to have, and, and it's a table service there, Tusker House. So if you want to see characters that are dressed up in their safari gear, so that's pretty cool. Check it out, right? So Africa, 
it's just awesome. It's my favorite land in Animal Kingdom. You've got to go. You've got to check it out. And it's just good just to pause and just sit there in the Rambe Market area and just look at all the details that went into creating this land. It, it's it's phenomenal. So, Animal Kingdom, Africa. It's my top land uh, within Animal Kingdom. All right, I'm going to move over to Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios has quite a few lands as well. So Hollywood Studios, Disney's Hollywood Studios has Animation Courtyard, it has Commissary Lane, it has Echo Lake, Grand Avenue, Hollywood Boulevard, Pixar Place, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Sunset Boulevard, Toy, Toy Story Land, and that's it. There's a lot. There's a lot of different areas. My favorite land in Hollywood Studios is got to be, got to be Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. If you've listened to me, you know Star Wars is huge for me. I love Star Wars and the theming here, just like in Africa, in um, Animal Kingdom, the theming here in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Hollywood Studios is just amazing. And they actually call it Batu. Um, or Black Spire Outpost. It, it's crazy how many names it has, but it's different pieces of Galaxy's Edge. It's phenomenal. It truly makes you feel like you are in a Star Wars movie, a true Star Wars land. I can't... Uh, I, I, I thought that... Um, I thought that I would have a good idea of what it would feel like before I went, and I still, every time I go, I'm just amazed. I'm amazed at the detail, I'm amazed at the rides, I'm amazed at the interaction that I've gotten within this area, and so it's fantastic. Galaxy's Edge Star Wars is my favorite land in Hollywood Studios. So some things in Galaxy's Edge, I mean, number one right now is Rise of the Resistance. Best ride in Disney right now, uh, period best ride you gotta ride rise of the resistance there's tons of youtubes or you know you can google how to get your boarding pass for rise of the resistance but it is a must do it's an amazing ride rise of the resistance just puts so many different pieces and elements into a theme park ride it is a themed ride like when i think about disney it is this they totally immersive you feel like you're in a star wars movie and, and you think about other theme parks, like whether that's Busch Gardens or whether that's uh, Six Flags, Universal even with their coasters, like this Rise of Resistance just is all encompassing, makes you feel like part of the story and those other theme parks really just don't do that. I mean, this is why Disney is successful. It makes you feel like you are a piece of, of that. So Rise of Resistance is number one thing within that park, you got, you gotta do it. And so Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, just kind of give you an idea of um, where that is located. When you come into Hollywood Studios, you kind of come down Hollywood Boulevard, and you can choose a couple different ways, but usually people will kind of take a left through Echo Lake or Commissary Lane and come through Grand Avenue, and then they come into Galaxy's Edge that way, and Rise of the Resistance is the first thing you hit as you come through this giant like rock tunnel rise of resistance is the first thing you'd hit you can also get into star wars galaxy's edge from toy story land however this other entrance is usually the main entrance that people use but other ride in star wars so millennium falcon smugglers run fantastic ride it's uh it just makes you feel like you are getting into the millennium falcon you get to 
explore the Millennium Falcon as you're waiting in line and you're in a docking bay and it's just it's so immersive it's great I mean the ride itself is just kind of okay it's just more that I feel like I'm in the Millennium Falcon which I've always wanted to do always wanted to feel like I'm Han Solo or Chewbacca and, and you get to do that within Star Wars Galaxy's Edge on uh, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run so it's awesome it's an awesome ride so other stuff within Galaxy's Edge it's just there's lots of different little shops places to eat um, the one thing you can do, you can, you can purchase a droid, you can go to Droid Depot and buy pre-made droids, or you can make your own. You make a reservation, you make your own droid. It's, it's $100 to make your own droid, but you get to choose your own pieces off a conveyor belt and build your own droid, which is kind of cool. And then one of my fa most favorite experiences, which now is like $220 or something like that, it's kind of crazy, is Savi's Workshop, where you get to build a lightsaber and you get to hear stories and they help you build a lightsaber and you get to choose all the different pieces and choose the color of your lightsaber it's fantastic if you are a star wars fan it is fully immersive and i highly recommend doing that and then if you have that lightsaber like i've said in the past there's things on etsy that can like hold them up on the wall uh, vertically i like that better than the horizontal holder that they would sell you in galaxy's edge i like it being on my wall like vertical that i can turn on and off it's really cool but savvy's workshop you have to make a reservation for that as well and it is super expensive definitely though like a once in a lifetime type experience but going over to food there's a quick service area docking bay seven uh it has good food it's unique type food that makes you feel like you're kind of in space and one of the best things that you can get there, you can also get a place called Ronto Roasters. So there's this quick place called Ronto Roasters. It's not open all day, but you get a Ronto wrap and you can get it at Docking Bay 7 too. It comes with chips, but a Ronto wrap, it's really good. It's like a piece of sausage and there's also some shredded pork in there. There's some slaw. There's like some sort of sauce and it's just interesting, but it's really tasty. It's really good. A lot of people talk about it. Ronto wrap. Um, I've never gotten it at Ducking Bay 7. I've only gotten it at Ronto Roasters, but you can get it at both. Um, but like I said, Ducking Bay 7 has lots of different things, and uh, you can get breakfast items at both as well. There's breakfast at Ducking Bay 7, breakfast at Ronto Roasters. There's a Ronto wrap that's a breakfast Ronto wrap. So definitely something you want to check out. And then one of the coolest things as far as food goes, there's a milk stand in Star Wars Galaxy Edge and uh, you can get blue milk or green milk so the milk that comes from those Star Wars movies you get to try it they're very interesting in taste and people people either they don't necessarily love them I don't think people are like okay this is pretty good or they're like man this is terrible so it's just one of those things it's like a rite of passage if you go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Hollywood Studios is trying that blue or green milk so definitely must do one of my favorite places though in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is Olga's Cantina. Olga's Cantina. Olga's Cantina is a typical cantina that you'd see in a Star Wars movie where uh, you've got DJ Rex who actually came from Star Tours uh, show. Um, he's actually in there playing music and it's all music that was heard throughout Star Wars movies and it's just a little cantina where you can get drinks and just a little snacks but it's mostly a drinks type bar area and it's just a fun place to be in especially when it's kind of packed so Ogus Cantina it's definitely one of those items that you have to get an advanced dining reservation to take part in it's really great I recommend getting a seated table you could ask for one of those probably have a more enjoyable time either at the seated table or up at the bar 
there are some standing tables, so but I recommend trying to get a seat at the bar, asking for that, or a seat uh, in in the booth. So Ogus Cantina, it's it's just awesome. And then, like I said, there's tons of shops. There's Doc on Doc Ondar's uh, Den of Antiquities. There's um, they have all kinds of things there. You can buy replica lightsabers from all the different. Uh, people that were in Star Wars, like what their lightsabers look like, either Mace Windu, Ahsoka, uh, you name them. Um, they just added a Ray's lightsaber, um, which is actually one of the Skywalker's lightsabers where they kind of re, where she had redone it. So you can actually get it, which is kind of cool. So that's in Doc Ondar's uh, Den of Antiquities. Now, Black Spire Outpost is an area where there's clothing, there's toys, there's all sorts of different things that you can buy in this little area. It's like a shopping market per se and just little shops and it's cool to walk through there and check it out and then also in galaxy's edge there's cool photo pass fun there's super zoom there's um like a miniature world of photo pass there's a grogu or baby yoda photo pass star wars galaxy's edge is just amazing and i'm probably going on and on because i'm a star wars fan but it's a definite must do just sit back and take it all in and it's amazing and then if you've gone multiple times if you're a disney fanatic and you've been millions of times please pull out your my disney experience app on, on the walt disney world my disney experience app and get out the data pad for star wars galaxy's edge so data pad it's a game that you can essentially play within star wars galaxy's edge and it gives you different tasks to do within um galaxy's edge and some of it you can be super in depth with and then some things you can just control like you can pull out this data pad and control the millennium falcon and make air come out of the millennium falcon you can control the droids that are hanging out around you can do different things you can make antennas go you can make noises and beeps on all this different stuff around uh star wars galaxy's edge it really drains your phone battery but it's super fun so star wars galaxy's edge my favorite land in hollywood studios check it out it's awesome I don't know what else to say. If you're a Star Wars fan, you need to go if you haven't been. All right, now I'm going to Epcot. So this one's kind of difficult to talk about when we talk about lands within Epcot because there used to be quite a few lands and then there's not anymore, but there's the World Showcase with all the different worlds. Uh, so I'm going to talk through a few different things. So I'll, I'll start with the worlds within the Epcot World Showcase because Technically, there's the World Showcase in Epcot, and now there's Future World um, within Epcot. So I'm just going to start with the World Showcase first and tell you what my favorite World Showcase is, and then I'll talk about the rest of Epcot. So when we talk about the World Showcase at Epcot, there's the place where you see the big ball. That's Spaceship Earth, but back behind that, that area is now kind of Future World. Um, back behind that is the World Showcase, and so it's countries um, all around the world that some originally were funded and staffed which some still are by those countries um, but currently in that world showcase you have mexico you have japan you have morocco you have france you've got the american adventure pavilion you've got italy you've got china germany norway canada and united kingdom so Epcot is huge. I mean, every Disney race um, they do goes through Epcot. It's giant. And these World Showcases are really great. And a lot of people just walk past uh, some of these World Showcases and don't take time to 
go in and, and see what's going on and, and really explore these uh, different countries. And it's really cool because you, you get to see different countries, see some of the things um, that those countries are known for. And historically, like right now with COVID, it's a little different historically, people from those actual countries are the ones who work there. So they could talk to you about culture and it's really cool. But um, when I talk about the different uh, countries within World Showcase, my favorite country is difficult, actually, now that I think about it. it. There's two that really, really stand out that I love the food and I love the different things going on. And, and this one, uh, I'm going to go with France. I'm going to go with France as my number one World Showcase. And like I said, I'm going to do another show at some point where I rank all of them uh, from top to bottom or bottom to top. And, but right now, France. And let me tell you why. So France, first off, is the food. The food in the France Pavilion is amazing. Really, really good. Uh, it's There's Crepes de Chefs de France, which is out front. And they're going to have a creperie eventually when they, um, when they build uh, or open Ratatouille and that whole section of the France Pavilion in the World Showcase. So the food is just awesome. Um, really good uh you can get at the place called levin's des chefs de francais you can get a grand manier and gray goose orange slush which is amazing um it's just basically like a gray goose gray goose orange slush and it is it's really good um so you can check that out um there's the sit down dining of Le chefs de france um there's there's Masur Paul, there's L'Artisan de Glace ice cream shop, which I've talked about before, where you can get a croque glace that is, it's a brioche that's cut in half, and they put ice cream and chocolate syrup, or any kind of syrup, strawberry, caramel, whatever, any kind of ice cream, and they basically put it inside of this brioche bun, and then use almost like a waffle maker to press it together and it makes it like a warm brioche bun around ice cream. Amazing. And there's Layal Bakery, which is in the back of the France Pavilion, which is a quick service. And they have the most amazing baked goods. You can also get croque monsoors and some different items to eat, whether it's for lunch or snack or whatever. It's awesome. The food in France is amazing. So it makes it what it is. And like I said, they are adding an area for um, the new Ratatouille ride in area, and they're going to add a new crepes place back there. And just to let you know, France in the World Showcase is kind of in the back right corner if you're looking at Spaceship Earth. Um, it is actually located near the International Gateway. So there's an entrance to Epcot that is over near uh, the Boardwalk and Beach Club, and you can come into Epcot that way. Um, rather than coming in through the front where Spaceship Earth, the big ball is. And so it's France is right there, easily accessible. So if you're staying at those properties, or if you're staying at the Swan and Dolphin, you can walk essentially into France, have an amazing breakfast, have an amazing lunch, have an amazing dinner, and do whatever else you want to do. And uh, France is fantastic from the food standpoint. So also currently at France, and it's uh, a lot of people don't know about it, but the Impressions de France is now Beauty and the Beast sing-along, and it's just a fun, exciting time for you and your family to be able to sing the Beauty and Beast songs, and it's a cool cartoon that's up there, and it's kind of a twist with LeFou, 
and uh, what he had his hand in allegedly um, with Beauty and the Beast. So it's really fun. I really encourage you to go see that. Not many people do that. I'm sure with uh, Ratatouille Ride, all this stuff's going to get even busier in France. However, recommend France is my number one world showcase right now. There are lots of other good ones, and I'll talk about those in later podcasts. But France, by far, number one Epcot World Showcase um, country. So in the World Showcase, country's France. Go check it out. Now, I talked about Epcot, so let me just give you a little background. So Epcot, like I said, there's World Showcase. And then originally, uh, Future World debuted with six pavilions, which were Spaceship Earth, Communicore, Imagination, The Land, Universe of Energy, and World of Motion. Um, then the Horizons Pavilion opened up uh, the following year, and then Living with the Seas and Wonder Life Pavilions were added in later, like in 1989. Um, so there were nine lands at the time, um, which was kind of kind of wild at the peak. And then lands started to close, like Communicore, then World of Motion, then Horizons, then Wonders of Life, then Universes of Energy, then Interventions, all closed from about 1994 to 2019, uh, respectively. So all those ended up closing. And then currently, like the fountain that was out in Epcot, it's down, which is the Fountain of Nations. And uh, so it's gone because they're redoing all that. I mean, there's lots and lots of construction happening in Epcot right now, which, like I said earlier, it was really cool. Like, when Epcot was first formed, like each pavilion was initially sponsored by a corporation, which helped fund construction, maintenance, all those different things. Um, so currently in Future World, there's technically like there's Spaceship Earth when you walk in, and then there's a Seas Pavilion with Nemo and Friends, an aquarium with 5 million gallons of water. Then there's the Land Pavilion that has uh, Living with the Land Ride. Uh, Soarin'. Uh, it also has Garden Grill and Seasons as far as places to eat. And then and then on the other side is, is sort of like space. I don't really have a word for it, but there's Mission Space, the ride, and then there's Test Track that are over there by themselves, sort of on the, the left side or um, west side of, of Spaceship Earth. And So it's really kind of hard to say if there's an actual land right now in the future world. Uh, so, I mean, if I had to pick one, I would... I would have to go uh, with the Land Pavilion because you've got Soren, which is an amazing ride. You've got Living with the Land, which is one of my favorite boat rides. You've got Garden Grill, which is an amazing place to eat, and also Seasons, which is very, very good. I mean, very good quick service. There's tons of choices. So if I had to pick one in Future World, it would be kind of the Land. But it's it's really odd. I mean, all of them are really great there. I mean, the Aquarium at the Seas Pavilion is phenomenal. So definitely check that out if you're going to Epcot. So that's Epcot, kind of hard to describe. Hopefully once Epcot gets fully done with all the reimagineering, I'll have a better take on this. But it's a, it's a pretty cool place. It's just a lot of construction going on in Epcot right now. And it's soon to be one of the busiest parks. You've got Ratatouille that's getting ready to open. Um, and then you've got a new Guardians of the Galaxy ride that's going to be opening there as well. So Epcot's going to have some really cool stuff coming up. All right, now I'm going to the last park. So Magic Kingdom, right? It is the coup de grace, the, the best park that there is out there in uh, Disney World. And Magic Kingdom has a few different lands. You've got Main Street USA when you first walk in. 
Beyond that, you've got uh, Liberty Square, and you've got Tomorrowland, and you have Adventureland, and you have Frontierland, and you have Fantasyland. So lots of different lands within the Magic Kingdom, and I'm going to pick one. I'm going to pick one as my favorite land, as uh, the last land that I'm talking about as far as the top lands in each park. And that top land is Fantasyland for me in Magic Kingdom. And that was tough. There are a lot of fun things, and... Uh, I have favorite rides. My favorite ride is not in Fantasyland. It's, it's somewhere else, but there's so much in Fantasyland, and that's why I think it's the best in Magic Kingdom. I mean, it is fantasy, right? Walt Disney wanted to create a space where you kind of get to go off in fantasy, right? And he wanted your family to be happy, and you want to bring your kids or you know, young family, whether nieces, nephews, whatever it may be. And this is the land. I mean, so Fantasyland, we got lots of rides. We've got it's a Small World, super classic ride. Dumbo the Flying Elephants, classic ride. We've got the new Enchanted Tales with Belle, which is really, really great storytelling. It is a great ride or attraction that you get to experience. Like I've said before on this podcast, it has one of the coolest features of this uh, full length, of this mirror that kind of expands and you end up going through it into a storytelling thing. It's a really cool little trick. So, Channing Tales with Bale, I think, is underrated. Uh, Mad Tea Party. You've got the teacups, right? I'm not a fan of the teacups. I don't like the spinny spinny, but Mad Tea Party is there. You've got Mickey's Philhar Magic. Mickey's Philhar Magic, amazing 3D show, bunch of classic characters, bunch of classic Disney songs. You've got Peter Pan Flight. Peter Pan's Flight is quintessential Disney. You have to do Peter Pan's Flight if you go to Disney World or even Disneyland. I mean, that is, you've got to do it if you've ever, if you've never done it. So Peter Pan's Flight is in Fantasyland. You've got Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Uh, this ride is, it's awesome. It's an awesome coaster. Anybody can ride it. It's a good starter coaster and uh, it's, it's awesome. There's animatronics, there's good songs and uh, it's just fun. And then you've got Barnstormer, which is uh, you know, it's actually the fast, the fastest, I would say it's the, uh, how do I say this? Not fastest, but it is the shortest ride in all of Disney World. So I think at a, I read that ride, it was like, uh, it's basically like a minute long. It's the shortest ride in all of Disney World Barnstorm. It's basically like a coaster for people that have never ridden roller coasters for kids introductory roller coaster with uh, Goofy starring and it's interesting it's fun I ride it and then also in Fancy Land you've got Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh you've got Under the Sea Journey uh, with Little Mermaid so I mean there's so many rides so many rides in Fantasyland that's kind of one of the reasons why I had to pick it as the best land in Magic Kingdom the rides are outstanding and then other stuff you have you've got uh, meet and greets you've got Ariel in the Grotto you can see Cinderella, Rapunzel, Tiana, Elena at the Fairy Tale Hall. Uh, Merida's there. You got Circus Stars with Donald, Minnie, Daisy, Goofy. Um, also, kind of in that fancy land, you've got the castle with Bibbidi Boppity Boutique right there. Eating, I mean, the eating there is really great as well. You've got the Be Our Guest restaurant that is. Uh, right there with Beauty and the Beast, which is great. You've got the Big Top Circus Treats, which I think is one of the best places to get sweet treats in all of Magic Kingdom. Really great place. You've got the Ch Cheshire Cafe, uh, where you can get the Cheshire Cattail uh, treat. 
but there's also other treats there. You've got Cinderella's Royal Table in the castle, which is, you know, the princess of all princess meals. I mean, it is a long meal, but it's one of those things that most people have to do if they are big, big Disney fans. They've got to experience that uh, Cinderella's Royal Table up in the castle, the meal that's up there. Then you've got Gaston's Tavern. Uh, you get LeFou's Blue, LeFou's Brew there. You can get uh, a gray stuffed cupcake. You can get an amazing cinnamon roll. Uh, there's Pinocchio Village that has lots of quick service items. There's Friar's Nook with quick service items. So lots of choices from an eating standpoint in Fantasyland. And then you talk about shopping. So. Sir Mickey's is probably one of my favorite places to shop within uh, Magic Kingdom. It's in Fantasyland. You've got Big Top Souvenirs, which is uh, where those Big Top treats are as well. You've got Bonjour Village. You've got Fantasy Fair. You have Hundred Acre Goods. You've got Tinkerbell Treasures. And then just to top it all off in Fantasyland, there's a stop for the railroad. So, you know, the Magic Kingdom Railroad has a stop there where you can get on and get off and so to me fantasy land is the best land in magic kingdom and probably the best land in all of walt disney parks um, in orlando there so just to go back over it again in animal kingdom my top land is africa in hollywood studios my top land is star wars galaxy edge um, as far as the Epcot World Showcase, uh, France is my favorite country within that World Showcase. Um, and then Future World, I, I kind of just said the Land Pavilion um, is my favorite little pavilion in that area. And then when it comes to Magic Kingdom, it's Fantasyland. So those are my top lands. If you all have a shortened day at a park, you can take that for what it is. These are the lands that I think you need to go visit if you have shortened time. And that's it. Thank you guys for listening today. I can't wait to bring you all another Top Diz. If you could please uh, rate me five stars, write a review, I'd greatly appreciate it. I hope you all have a magical day.